Hi, this is Dustin, once again, at the beginning of an episode. Uh, getting real familiar with these intimate openings with just me and you, audience. Uh, unfortunately, I'm here to once again report that we have had some audio disasters uh, during another recording. We talk about how Connor's computer exploded at the beginning of this episode, and we thought that, that would be it, and like, that sucks, but we deal with it. Uh, turns out, we, we had more problems than that. During the second half of the recording, uh, Cotter lost their audio track, so I had to go in and start doing a backup recording of OBS, which means that if you keen-eyed listeners, keen-eyed, keen-eared, whatever, listeners might notice, Connor's audio changes three separate times throughout this entire episode. <laughs> so apologies about that. Uh, I, I don't think any of it's unlistenable. There's some jankiness around like the, the uh, hour and 26 minute mark. Again, apologies. We're trying to sort out our tech problems. We're just having really bad luck recently. Uh, but other than that, it's a really fun show, and I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hello and welcome to... I guess it's the... Is it is it the first annual or the second annual? How does that work? I, I, believe, I believe it's the first annual episode of Save Station Predicts. The Game Awards. I believe we're it's going second. to be. You think that's second? <laughs> it's the second it be one we've second done after the first annual. I believe so. Because the first one you do can't be an annual run, right? Um, unless you do it annually, then it retroactively so becomes the have... first one. So that's a retroactive thing. I I'm breaking so. everybody's brains right now. I don't trust it. I'm calling it the second annual. Come at me, because we're talking about the Game <laughs> Awards again. For the second time. Uh, with me is Connor. How you doing? I'm doing alright. And I'm Dustin. Uh, so just as a reminder, we kind of treat these sort of uh, predicts and reacts episodes kind of like we do the reports where I'm not going to be in editing these. So they're going to be a little rougher. Um, for instance, I have my dog in the room with me. Who knows what can happen? We're getting wild up here. Also, the main, another bit the of main housekeeping. The main thing you'll hear on my end is um i'm probably going to be using the keyboard and mouse for some of this so you'll probably hear that because they're loud oh yeah yeah and uh, we'll explain why in a second um the other thing we had to we had to mention real quick up top gunner has work in like an hour and 20 minutes or so so if we have to split this episode in half you might notice that a bit so apologies about that um can't be helped um so this time around, unlike last time, we're going to be writing down what our predictions are for the awards. So when we do our reacts, we can compare and contrast and see how well we did with actually predicting the show itself. Um, the episode will kind of be in two parts. We're going to predict the awards first, and then we're going to move on to predicting like what kind of announcements might be there. What I call the fun part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I do want to give a quick PSA about award shows in general and say like hey don't take them that seriously <laughs> i feel like every year people get super upset about these things and it's like it's not that important guys <laughs> yeah just... ultimately it's just this publication or show or whatever's opinion <laughs> like yeah it's also important you to want... remember it's important to remember that this award too is an amalgamation of a ton of different publications votes like, a bunch of people get a vote in this. It's not like the Oscars where it's, like, a big cabal of people you don't know. And then you go, like, oh, that 
you know, cabal of people is racist or whatever people say about the Oscars. I don't know. I don't pay that much attention to it. Like, this is a bunch of, you know, this is a bunch of different outlets get, like, one vote. So it's kind of a big amalgamation, which makes it really hard to predict, actually. <laughs> you know? Um, which I think makes it a little more fun, personally, but that's just me. Um, so, you know, just, you know, it, it, it's okay. If your thing doesn't win, it, it's ultimately, go go play video games. They're more fun than award shows. That's my opinion on that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Um, let, let's, let's kick this bad boy off with our first category. Um... Which I realized I closed. <laughs> because I am a good host of this show. Do you want to do them in the order you have them listed or the way this article has them listed? So I have them listed in the way that they are on the website. Which, I, So let's let's do it that way. Um, okay. We have to jump around this other site then. Most anticipated game. And yes, that means like we're like running off two different lists, which means... Uh, we're going to be a little confused sometimes. Um, okay, most anticipated. The nominees are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Starfield, and uh, the game nobody's ever heard of, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's such a funny title. <laughs> Why? <laughs> sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Just call it Breath of the Wild 2 working title. <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> it's a sequel. Uh, it's accurate, I suppose. Um, this this is one of those silly categories where I think this is one of those that is most weighted in audience votes. So keep that in mind. That might change things rather than critics. Um, what do you want to win and what do you think will win? Um, I think... And I guess and want I... is a weird thing in this category because it's just basically what game do you want to play the most? Yeah, I think... And this is also what I think is going to win is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, these are, this is a weird one because like, I want to play all these games. Um, I think the one for me that is hitting me the most because it's the soonest is Horizon. So that's like the one I want to play right now, but that's because I know that's coming up soonish. Um, I mean, but that's yes, how I, I am with Elden Ring because I'm like, I am looking forward to that, but that's like a couple months from now. So I'm not... I'm not, like, hotly anticipating, uh, like, Breath of the Wild, where I'm, like, very much excited to see anything about it because we haven't seen much. This is like, oh, it's going to be out, and I'm going to play it, and I'm going to like it. That's going to be basically. Yeah, 100%. And I think that'll win, too, um, just based on audience stuff. I see you didn't type the full title. I refuse. <laughs> uh, best multiplayer. And the nominees are Back for Blood, It Takes Two, Knockout City, Monster uh, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. What do you want to win this category? Um, I honestly want Back for Blood to win, or It Takes oh, Two. Either of those, I would be, I would be happy with winning. Nice. Uh, I I would like to see It Takes Two win just because that seems like such a fresh and innovative thing. Um, I haven't played it. <laughs> I actually haven't played... Yeah, I haven't played any of these games, so full disclosure on that. But like, just the way people talk about the game, what I've seen of it, it seems really cool multiplayer-wise. So that's my vote. Uh, what do you think will win? 
Hmm. I think just the amount of buzz around It Takes Two definitely makes it have a chance. But also it makes it not have a chance because it'll win other things. Um, hmm. My instinct would be like Knockout City or Valheim. Um, but I think I think People Back really for Blood like might games. Back for Blood might take it though. Okay. All right. I my I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it takes two does win this, just based on what kind of game it what is and and kind of the buzz around it. So that that is what I will say will win. All right. Um, best sim slash strategy. We sim have strategy. All right. Sim strategy. Uh, the nominees are Age of Empires Four, Evil Genius Two, uh, World Domination, Humankind, Inscription, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. For some reason, even though it was nominated last year, shrug. <laughs> Didn't it win last year? I'm pretty sure it did. I, this is another thing about the Game Awards. I feel like. When a game gets ported, they're eligible again, which is weird, because I think this is technically the Xbox version they're talking about here. Yeah, I, the Series X version. I think that's a little unfair, but whatever. Again, award shows, silly. Um, I'm going to start this time. I'm going to say what I want to win. Uh, again, not a category I'm super familiar with. I've heard... I, I know Age of Empires is such a fan favorite, and that's something people have been waiting for for years and years, so I'm going to say I want that to win just based on what I've seen the reaction to it. Yeah, um, I did watch some stuff of Evil Genius 2, and that game looks like a lot of fun and that kind of um, sort of strategy type thing. It's um, kind of goofy, right? Like it's Yeah, it's got a sort of cartoony got like um, that 1950s sci-fi like thing bond going villain on. Yeah. bond villain type thing yeah it does sound um, cool so i'm gonna say i want that one to win um obviously flight simulator is great but yeah it won last year so um but yeah i think age of empires is probably gonna take it good guess uh mine is i think inscription's gonna take it just based on what people have been saying about it that keeps like people seem to be real high on that game so i'm gonna go with that one all right even though you're probably making this safer bet here because you age of empire seems a bit more mainstream than inscription um best sports best racing family no best sports racing we skipped it oh we did uh, best sports racing then. Again, working with multiple lists here. Um, yep. F1 2021, FIFA 2022, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and Riders Republic. Um, I'm going to start with what I want to win. It's Hot Wheels. I want Hot Wheels to win. Of course, it's Hot Wheels. <laughs> I love that that game is in this category. I think that rules. <laughs> I mean, it's a little upsetting that Cruise and Blast isn't also in this category, but... True. Big upset. Big upset. But Hot Wheels, for sure, I want to win. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's awesome. Um, also, Riders Republic looks really cool. So. Yeah, I honestly think that's the one that's going to take it. Really? 
That's interesting. I think this is Forza Horizon 5's category 1,010%. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Um, I would put money on it. That's how confident I am. Yeah, you're probably Uh, right there, honestly, because that one has that very, like, prestige-type energy about it that the Game Awards really likes. So um, I could definitely see that being a thing writer's republic just feels like such a unique thing that's not as goofy as hot wheels that i feel like could be acknowledged there but yeah you're probably right on forza i gotta play writer's republic that's a that's what i'm definitely gonna play and talk about it eventually it's just one that i need to find a used copy of because i don't want to support it new because uh, because ubisoft you know oh fair um, all right best family Best Family, and the nominees are It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Theory, Fury, and WarioWare Get It Together. Mm. This category is the most frustrating category to me in the Game Awards, and I know I complained about this last year because it is, no matter, this year's a little bit different, to be fair. But, like, no matter what the quality, it's a Nintendo wins this category no matter what <laughs> category. Yeah, um, because, honestly, I would say, like, put Hot Wheels in there. Put <laughs> Psychonauts 2 in there. Like, something like Ratchet that. Ratchet and Clank. Like, Ratchet and Clank in there. Yeah, but... I mean, at least we're seeing It Takes Two in here as a non-Nintendo game, but that's about it. Yeah, and I will say, this year, the, these are good games, actually. Um, I think it was the... I, I want to say it was Mario Kart Tour one year, and I'm like, that's not good. Like, it's not a good game though what are we doing um but you know so so this year it's it's not as egregious as it has been in past years um <clears throat> again mario 3d world a little weird i bowser's fury is new so i guess there's that but still kind of weird um <clears throat> but i i, I want to see it takes two get all the wins it can because I, I think that game is so unique and so cool um what do you want to see win um honestly i want to see WarioWare win <laughs> Ooh, good one um just because it's so weird and it kind of warrior is always kind of niche but is fun in its own way that people love it um so i think it could i really want it to win i think what will win is probably mario party but oh nice yeah i think mario 3d world will win um and crucially because of bowser's fury um that you know that was a really cool unique early thing in the year um, even though I, I do have the sake of about like why is that game nominated again even though it was eligible in 2014 or whatever but whatever Bowser's Fury is really cool so I'm gonna say that all right best fighting game us oh, category I'm well versed in <laughs> <laughs> sarcasm sarcasm um, watch me nail this title Demon Slayer Komitsu no Yaiba the Himi Kami Chronicles. Oh. <laughs> Guilty Gear <laughs> Drive. Melty Blade type Luntera? Melty Blood type Lumina? Lumina? Is that a T? Oh no, it's an I. Um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Not a category either of us know shit about. <laughs> so I can't even tell you what I want to win. Um, Guilty uh, Melty Blood because it's a fun title uh. <laughs> Fair um, Yeah I think What is going to win those Guilty Gear 
Yeah, that seems. I feel like wasn't that the winner last year? Um, he was mm. definitely nominated. So Maybe. that makes sense. I think people like their Guilty Gear. I think that's a good one. I don't know. I know people <laughs> I like that Nickelodeon games. game. So. Yeah, but it's not like polished enough <laughs> in some ways. Sure. Uh, and Virtual Fighters, a you know long series, but yeah, I agree. I think this will be Guilty Gear. All right, best role playing. And the nominees are this one's the funniest one. Um, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shimigami Tensei Five, Tales of Arise, and drum roll, please. I forgot. I can't actually drum roll with Nvidia on. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, the best game that we all loved and cherish. God, that's so... Why? Um, like, even whatever. if you take the bugs and unfinished polishedness of it, like, the role-playing and the story itself, even that wasn't great. Like, I, I can't speak on that because I haven't played it, but, but yeah, that's just like... A, famously reviled game at this point it seems wild to me that it's even considered um <clears throat> to be fair pretty big year for uh japanese role-playing games which is kind of cool um <clears throat> honestly i can't even think of a lot of western ones that came out so cyberpunk is the only one that seems to be eligible anyway but yeah interesting um hmm I could tell you the I... one I want to win is Shimagami Tensei Five. Yes, you you were really looking into that game. Um, yeah, I, and I really wanted to get it and play it, but then I was like, oh yeah, I haven't finished Persona Five yet, so I got to go do that. <laughs> Fair, because otherwise I'll never finish it. I I want because I think it looks so cool and it looks up my alley. Um, is Tales of Arise? I think that game looks awesome. The only thing that's stopping me is it's apparently 80 hours long just to beat it, which is yep. a commitment. RPGs uh, be like that. Is this yeah. the same Tales series as like Tales of Symphonia? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, Tales of Symphonia was like 120 hours to beat it, so. <laughs> yeah, these these are not short games. Um, I'm a little surprised. Maybe it just missed the cutoff. I'm a little surprised Yakuza 7 isn't on here. Um, but also maybe that's just missed the timings weird. I don't know. Um, yeah, I want Tales of Rise to win. I think Shimigami Tensei will win. Um, yeah, I think you're probably right there. Just because that's the one I've heard the most about. Um, I guess uh, excluding Cyberpunk. <laughs> part of um, me, there's a part of me, an evil part of me, that wants Cyberpunk to win just to just, just feel the chaos. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Joker side of you. Yes. Uh, All right, best action adventure. The nominees are Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Yes. Um, what do you want to win this category? Pretty stacked um, category, honestly. Obviously, I could tell you what I want to win is Metroid, but that's... Uh, personal bias speaking hmm. although i would not be upset at any of these winning like they're all just stellar i think that 
it's really like what whoever gets it probably deserves it yeah this is the first category we've talked about where i've played everything in this list and i really like all these games including guardians which i think is being slept on but like uh, they're all great and i would i would be happy to see any of them win um i'm gonna say well it's hard because like for action adventure specifically like with that moniker the adventure part i'm gonna say honestly guardians (laughs) i feel like that that fits the bill best just in terms of what you what you want to win or what you think it's what i want i'm I'm just okay and again i i'd be happy with any of them winning uh what Mm -hmm. i think will win this category i'm gonna say i'm gonna say ratchet and clink Did you say what you think will win? Um, I have Last not, because I am also still... This is a hard one. I mean, yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, I think... Because a lot of these games are also up for Game of the Year. So, like, I feel like... Yes. I mean, even still, it could go... They could just give both to the Game of the Year winner. But... I feel like sometimes they want to split these up where like someone, something will win game of the year and then something else will win action adventure. Um, mm. So that kind of hinges on what game of the year will be. Um, be. That, that is honestly my thinking of, of Ratchet and Clank. Cause I don't think Ratchet and Clank will win game of the year. So that's why I'm like, I think that one will probably win action adventure. Yeah, I think also Resident Evil Village has a good chance. Mm. Like I think interesting. I think that one had a lot of buzz and a lot of really positive things about it that that could be given to this one. Another very um, good game. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I think Resident Evil will take it. All right, I like it. I like it. Um are we best action next? Yes. Best action nominees are Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, and Returnal. Oof. Um, I could start off right off the bat. I want Chivalry 2 to win. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Chivalry that's... 2 is just so goofy and like a game that's online but just is not taking itself seriously. Um, yeah, honestly, a lot of, that is kind of the underdog pick here. Like, I, I do want it to win because I think it's so just, like, counter to a lot of the sort of esports um, games and online games that we've seen crop up that I really respect it. <laughs> um, what I think will win is Returnal. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say I agree with you 100%. I like your reasoning for Shivery too. You've you've definitely told me on that because like that game, it's basically like a battlefield game but set in a medieval setting, and it's kind of goofy, honestly, and it it's kind of neat. One of the pre-mapped buttons that has its own dedicated button is the yell button. <laughs> yes, that's really it's good. fantastic. <laughs> that's really good. Um, yeah, I I agree, and I think Returnal will win as well. Um. I think Deathloop also has a good chance here, though. I do, too. Um, I will say um, I haven't played Shivery or Back for Blood or Far Cry 6, actually. Um, But I will say uh, 
And Returnal has great action, so if that wins, it's not unwarranted. Um, uh, right. uh, VR AR? VR AR, and the nominees are Hitman 3, I Expect You to Die 2, Lone Echo 2, Resident Evil 4, Sniper Elite VR. Um, I do not own VR. You do. Have you played any of these? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm still catching up on uh, other older VR games like Half-Life Alex and um, Beat Saber and whatnot, but uh, Lone Echo is one that I think could be interesting. Um, Hitman 3 looks like it doesn't, like it's absolutely ridiculous in VR. <laughs> um, Just like the main game? Yep. Um, and then I would play Resident Evil 4 VR, but they limited it to the Quest 2, and I have a Rift S, so fuck me, I guess. I, that's so dumb. Um, yeah, this is an interesting... This is an interesting one. I really like a lot of these games that, like, already established, but also have good VR versions, like Hitman, um, and Resident Evil, and Sniper Elite. I bet that's also fun in VR. Um, probably, I don't... Sniper Elite has a mechanic where if you get off a a really good shot. The camera follows the bullet. I wonder how that works in VR. I <laughs> um, wonder if that's nauseating or not. Um, get to see Nazis' balls explode, though, real close. So that's oh, that's cool. great. <laughs> Play Sniper Elite. It's underrated. Um, ooh, I'm going to say I want, just because it's the only thing... Well, I guess I expect you to die, which I don't really know what that is. Um... But I've heard lots about Lone Echo, and that seems like a uniquely VR thing. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I want that to win. Um, what I think will win will be Resident Evil Four. What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I feel pretty similarly, but I think Lone Echo Two will actually take it. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that does seem cool and uniquely built for the platform, you know, in a way that like Resident Evil Four is is a is a change. Like they changed that game to fit the VR platform, whereas Lone Echo is built for it from the ground up. So, yeah, that that's that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we have to scroll down on this list for best no, mobile is, is next, right? Uh, accessibility is next. Oh, accessibility. Yes, that was at the beginning. There it is. The nominees are Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Veil Shadow of the Crown. That's for inter- innovation and accessibility. Uh, best category in the Game Awards. Honestly. Oh, I love it every time because I'm like, oh, yeah, no, these are all. This is great. Like, it should be. I think I say this every time. I'm like, yeah, definitely reward this behavior because it might just convince other people to do it. And I think a lot of developers just do it because they know that it's good to do. Like, I think that's also a common thing. Yep. It's a really good thing, especially since we're still getting like developers out there going, we're not putting difficulty options in our game because we want it to be a quote unquote challenge, which is. I think I think that that is going to start to be viewed as a little toxic, and I think that that's going to start to change. Hopefully, like we literally just saw Sifu, I think as we're recording today, be like, we're not putting accessibility options in because we want it to be challenged. It's like that's a bummer. Don't do that. Um, but to to be positive about this category, which is great, these these are all great options. I don't know what the veil is. That's the only one I'm unclear on. Um, but all these other ones, I've heard nothing but wonderful things. I have experienced Guardians of the Galaxies. 
accessibility and ratchet and clinks and can you know those are a plus like fantastic work um another one where i'm like i don't know what i want to win i want all the way like I, I think to be nominated here is is such a a important and good thing um i'm gonna say guardians of the galaxy because i, I thought that list of their list of like really fine-tuning straight up like elements of difficulty i think is really cool um like you can fine-tune the damage you take and you receive um and you give like you can like those are options you can change um which i think is really smart um i love that that game gives you easy medium and hard options and then from there you can tweak aspects of it so if you don't like everything that the hard mode does you can you can change little bits of it to f suit your style of play which i think is really smart and so that, I'm gonna say I want that one to win. Um, uh, what do you I was, want to see win? I'm looking into the Veil Shadow of the Crown, and apparently it's extremely graphically minimal and can be played without sight entirely. Like it was built from the ground up to oh, do that. That's awesome. That's really cool. And it's like a fantasy strategy game. I don't know. It looks super cool. Oh, I um, love that. That's one of my favorite things about like. What was the Last of Us two when they were like we we if you're blind you could theoretically play through this whole game because of the way we've set it up which is I, that's that's such a neat thing yeah well and there were people that were fully or partially blind that played through all of Last of Us two like that's crazy that's so I think cool. that's amazing yeah. um um yeah I think uh the veil would be I mean all of these like like you said these are gonna be great no matter what they pick just because of the like just interest in it and showing people that it's a worthwhile thing to put in your games. Um, was it Forza Horizon five that has the ability to like slow down time or just play the game at half speed? Yes. Um, uh, yeah. and I believe Ratchet and Clank also has that option. Um, yeah, that's great. I, I love that as cool. an option. Um, just to give people who either, um, are just slower processing or they're, um, their physical ability doesn't require them or doesn't allow them to keep up with like rapid button presses or chaotic environments. Like you could still experience everything about this game and the difficulty it has just with more reaction time. Like, I think that's a great idea. Um, and Ratchet yeah. and Clank has so many like subtitle options and um, other like accessibility things, especially considering it was built for the dual sense. So like you have options to work around that, like, that's really good to see. I think Ratchet and Clank will probably take it. Ooh, okay. I think Forza will take it. Um, that's my official guess. And okay. I say that only because there was a video of Forza that kind of went viral of of that half speed thing. Um, but yeah, again, any of these winning is a plus in my book. All right. All right. Best community support. And the nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Um, um, right off the looks, bat... This list looks very familiar. It does. Right off the bat, I will say, I've heard nothing about bad things about Apex over the last couple of months. So I find that odd. Um, apparently the community is not happy with that game. I don't know enough to tell you why. I don't play the game either, so... Yeah, so it's just from hearsay, that seems like an odd one to me. 
Um, this is this is one where I think we are we are a little under qualified for. Um, you know, I feel like every year everybody's always like No Man's Sky. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because it did a complete one eighty in perception, which is still crazy. Yeah, it's No Man's Sky is so good that it's ruined conversations around bad games because every time a bad game releases, people are like, "Well, maybe the No Man's Sky it." no something you can't no man's sky your way out of um yeah so it's cool to see no man's sky there i'm gonna say for me personally just because it seems like such a big thing now um especially over the past year i'm gonna say i want and i think final fantasy 14 will win i think it's gonna hit both for me yeah i think you're probably right there um i hear nothing but good things for final fantasy 14 um i have not played it because it's very much an mmo um but yeah um i think it just continues to add new stuff and that's and new stuff that people want so that's always i think what they're looking for in this category yeah and i do think it is worth reiterating even if people are sick of hearing about it you know no man's sky is the only indie game on this list and they're still up there that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. um so shout out to them right that's not a trivial amount of work (laughs) yeah no kidding Alright, best mobile game. Uh, Nominees are Fantasian, uh, Genshin Impact, League of Legends Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolution, and Pokemon Unite. Okay. Um, Another one I have not played any of these on. I I do know... I've got to say I want Fantasian to win because I've heard that that's a fantastic RPG. Um, But I believe the original creator of Final Fantasy... So, people like that one quite a bit. It's also not a free-to-play game on mobile, which is cool. Oh, that automatically just makes it <laughs> what I want to win yeah, already. So I would like to see that win. I think, based on name recognition, Pokemon will win. Yeah. Um, but it's Pokemon League. <laughs> yeah. It's up against actual League of Legends. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't care for any of any of those fantasian sounds cool but that's it i don't know um genshin impact i know is also huge i you know people really like their anime slot machines (laughs) (laughs) i hate it yep um i know we're we're probably super biased against this category (laughs) sorry Um, yeah the only the only new mobile game that i've picked up recently is is pikmin bloom and that's just because it's like a pedometer that grows pikmin yeah, I keep and meaning I to get into Apple Arcade because it does seem like a cool thing where they're offering more premium experiences and, you know, they've got this Fantasian game and they've got, like, a game for Platinum that nobody's talking about and, you know, like, it seems like there's cool stuff on there, but I haven't done that, so, um, whatever. Um, yeah, I think Pokemon will win just based on name alone. All right, uh, best indie. What, what did you think will win? I think Fantasian will win. I think it has that sort of prestige bias to it. Yeah, I hope you're right, because the, the thing does seem neat. Uh, i got to scroll to find the best indie. Okay, best indie, and the nominees are Kana, Bridge of Spirit, Sable, The Artful Escape, The Forgotten City, and Valheim. A very this good list, I'll say. debut indie that you just read. Oh, you are correct. Never mind. Uh, not as good list, actually. But you don't have on... You don't have your on your list, actually. Let me just put that in. 
Yep, my bad. Sorry about that, guys. Um, Let's do that while we're here. <laughs> okay, best indie debut. A great list of games here. Um, I, I, the only one on here that I, I, I tried Sable. There was a demo, and I didn't care for it. But that was that was more just because I feel like it wasn't hitting hitting for me, not because I don't think it's good. Um, but the rest of these, like I have Forgotten City, because I really want to play it, so I have it sealed still, unfortunately. It's also on Game Pass, so I bought it like a big old dope. Um, but, but that means that you can loan me it. <laughs> that's true. Um, I, Valheim looked really cool, and I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, the Artful Escape also looks really cool, and I I played through and really adored Ke uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Or Kina, it's Kina, 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 <laughs> Kina Bridge of Spirits. Um, so yeah, fantastic list. Um, you know, based on just what I've heard, even though I haven't touched it yet, I want to see the Forgotten City win. Uh, I really like the story of that being a Skyrim mod that they then fleshed out into its own full game that they were able to sell. That's such a good, cool thing to me. Um, what do you want to see win here? Um, that's another category where I'm like, yeah, sure, any of these. Um, Artful Escape and Sable, I just really love the aesthetic of. Yeah, Sable has a really good aesthetic. Um, um, Forgotten City, I hear, is just super cool, and same with Kina, but... Um... So I I think I want Sable to win just because of its aesthetic um, and based off of nothing else because <laughs> um, I haven't played any of these. Um, but I think Kina will win. Yes, I agree. I think Kina will win. And I think that's most people. People, I think that's the one here that's probably most played. Um, you know, it, it had, it was a, a PlayStation console exclusive so like it got more advertising than these, and not that that that, that is the end all be all, but um, you know I think that was kind of the more high profile one. Um, it is cool that that's that's their first game, you know, and like it got that recognized. So good and for it them. looks that good. I mean, I it, know they were a three D animation game. studio before they made that game, yeah. but it looks fantastic. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Um, okay, best indie for real this time. <laughs> Another list with a what I would call a baffling inclusion. Um, we have Death Store, Kid uh, Bridge of Spirits again, Inscription, Loop Hero, and Twelve Minutes. <laughs> a game that I think m most people hated. <laughs> um, so that's odd. Another yeah. cyberpunk esque inclusion in here. Um, that would. That one's disappointing to me because I was really looking forward to it. Um, so it seems like, you know, but whatever. Um, this one, this one's hard. Uh, honestly, I would like to see Death Store take this one. That's the first time we've seen it in this list. Death Store is incredible. If you haven't played it, it's it's a basically it's a Zelda. It's a really good Zelda, basically. Um, and, and honestly, I think Death Store will win. That's my prediction. Yeah, I think uh, Kina will win debut, and then Death Store will win this one. I agree. I agree. Um, um, play Death Store, I would, play Kina. I, <laughs> yeah, I would good. not mind uh, Inscription winning. Loop Hero's aesthetic really is off-putting to me, but I'm, I think the game's still pretty cool, so... 
Yeah, no. and the inscription does seem really cool from for the people who like like that kind of card game thing. Um, what do we have next? Best ongoing. Best ongoing. We have Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Again, a very familiar list. Uh, yep. Um, I, I feel I like could this, go with the same is, thing I did last time and say Final Fantasy fourteen for both. Yeah, I think that's what makes an ongoing game good is if it has good community support. So yep. they're kind of the same category. <laughs> totally. Agreed. Um, so and yeah, you know I'm we're making fun of this list thing. appearing twice, and it, it basically was the same list from last year. I think, it, but if these games make it multiple years, I think that does say something, right? About them being good About and ongoing. Literally yeah. being <laughs> ongoing, good kids. So, whatever. Um, yeah, I would say Final Fantasy fourteen for both. All right, games for impact. Wait, are you agreed on Final Fantasy fourteen? Yeah, I just same thing I said okay. for the last one. Yeah. Um, games for impact. The nominees for games for impact are Before Your Eyes, Boyfriend Dungeon. Chicory, Life is Strange, Two Colors, and No Longer Home. Another category. This is I complained about this last year, so sorry for being repetitive. Dumb category. They need to define what this is way more. Yeah, because it's like what does this I category think, even mean? Because at at some on some level, most games are a game tra- that has like an emotional impact. At least the best ones, but like. Because you could argue that, yeah, the online stuff doesn't. But whatever. Um, so it seems weird to have, like, a dedicated category for it. And I think they say that it has, like, a pro-social message. But then that's that also mean? very vague. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a weird one. Um, I mean, it feels like just an excuse to have more indie games. Which, I you know, cool. But also, like, it's just weird when you actually start, like, in defining it. Where you're like, why isn't Psychonauts 2 here? That's the game that definitely affected me most. Um, and I think most people would agree on that. But, like, whatever. It's a dumb category, but whatever. Um, what would you like to win this category? Um, I would like either Before Your Eyes or Chicory to win. I think I think Before Your Eyes is going to take it, but either one of those would be a great pick. Um, Before Your Eyes, mainly just because of its super unique concept and the way it uses it to tell its story. Um, and Chicory yeah. just because of its like art style and its um, art focus, like drawing stuff. So, Yeah, um, I'm going to say I want to see Before Your Eyes for the same reason. Um, and if you don't know, that's a game you play with a webcam um, where the mechanic is you blink and time moves forward, which is super creative. Yeah, because if you want to see it, you have to physically keep your eyes open, but then if you blink, it just moves on, so... Yeah. You kind of just lose it if you accidentally blink, which is a yeah. very interesting way to tell that. Is that who you yeah. think will win as well? No, I think Life of Strange will win. Yeah, that's probably a fair pick as well. Also seems great, though, to be fair. Um, I I want to play that. I still haven't played Season 2 of Life of Strange, so I'm a little far off from that. Um All right, best performance. Best performance. Okay. Um, where is it? Uh, nominees are Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange. 
Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6. Jason E. Kelly as Colt Vaughn in Deathloop. Uh, Ozioma Akaga as Juliana Blake in Deathloop. Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village. I probably butchered so many names there. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we. I, I think I read this category last year and did the same thing. So. <laughs> sorry uh, to those to those affected. I'm sure they're real upset. <laughs> um, um, honestly, I. This is a category where I think that I wish others were nominated. Yeah, um, I yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of these are like good, fun performances, but they're not. They're kind of just that, you know what I mean? Like, Lady Dimitrescu is fun, but, like, I wouldn't say it's, like, the best performance of the year. Um, I would honestly even put, like, some of the some of the actors from Ratchet and Clank in this category over a lot of these people, or Psychonauts. Um, I, but it's not voice performance, it's overall performance, like, motion capture. That's true. That's fair, which doesn't really apply to Deathloop. <laughs> I guess that's also true. <laughs> Yeah, um, so this is a weird one for me. I uh, This is one, again, I haven't seen, so it's weird for me to say this. But just from what I, I've interpreted from it, it, it heard people talk about. I'm going to say Alex Chen from Life is Strange. That probably seems like the most dynamic performance here um, from Erica Mori. Um, just from what I know about those games in particular and how they play out typically so i'm gonna say that one i want to see win over these other ones that are a little more of one note again not that one note is bad it's just it, it it seems odd when there are more dynamic performances this year in games that are not represented here yeah is that who you think will win as well no um okay because i think that is who will win i think that has a good chance at it i think will win. that's hard Obviously, Giancarlo has the name. I think he's the biggest actor here. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Lady Dimitrescu. Um, you think is gonna win? Maggie Robinson. Yeah. I I, I want to see that. Her. I don't think it'll happen, but I definitely. I think that's see a that. fun pick. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um. And again, just to reiterate, I was complaining about the category. I don't think any of these actors did a bad job by any means. I think they're all great. It's just, I think it's a weird... It, it was, it's stacked weirdly for me. Alright, um, best audio design. Best audio design. We have Deathloop, Forza 5, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. I love this category. <laughs> In general. Um, yeah, audio design. Yeah, I just think it's like a weird, underlooked thing in games, so I like that it exists here. Um, well, I will say it's hard. I think racing games have an advantage because car engines sound real cool. <laughs> and people know what car engines have sounded like for centuries. Yeah, and it's really easy to be like, damn, cool. <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, I really liked the audio design in Ratchet and Clank. I really yeah, liked honestly. just the amount of different weapon sounds 
and the enemy sounds and just all the metallic like pieces everywhere um and then the environment sounds as well like it was it was really fun yeah i agree i'm gonna say that's my want and what i think will win matching like um you know, no i change it i'm gonna is it forza will win is my thing actually Um, I think I want Ratchet and Clank to win. I think it's probably going to be between Resident Evil or Returnal. Or, or Forza. I think Forza also has a chance. I would go Returnal over Resident Evil. <clears throat> okay, I have not played either of those, so... Yeah. Um... I, I still think it's probably going to be Forza Horizon 5, though. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, are we best score in music next? Yes, that's the next one. Okay, best score in music. Um, I actually, this is the only time I think Cyberpunk does deserve a nomination. <laughs> in my opinion. Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Near Replicant, I'm not reading that. Marvel's Version 1.22474487139. Thank you. Coward. <laughs> Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and The Artful Escape. Great list of nominees here. Um, I have actually listened to some of Cyberpunk's soundtrack just on my own and think it's really good. Um, there's a good like action battle track with a lot of bass in it, but I think it's kind of a banger. We love a good bass. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Deathloop's got good music. It fits the vibe and the scene of that game. Um, Guardians also has a great... Like, Guardians... Guardians has a bunch of licensed music, obviously, but it also has a full created for this game metal album. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Like a full-on album. You can just listen to the whole thing, and it's really fun. Um... Oh, this is a hard one. And I've, you know, seen some of the Airflow Escape, and that's a whole game built around music. Uh, yeah, just man. all kinds of art, but music is a huge part there. I do think, personally, my favorite here is Nier, though. Nier's soundtrack is incredible. But this is a hard one. Oh, this is a really hard one. I love that they built a fake metal band for Guardians. I'm going to say I want that to win, because I just think that's such a fun thing they did. Um, oh yeah, that's a great, a great bit of world building that works. I think I think Nier will win. Yeah, totally. Okay, I am gonna type this out for you though. And by type, I mean copy and paste. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one's probably got a pretty good chance. Um, Artful Escape also, I think, has a pretty good chance. I think I want Artful Escape to win just because I like seeing indies win i guess is the main thing um um but i think uh, i think guardians of the galaxy might take it um well i will say near is another weird one where it's like that's a remake of an old game so i'm not sure how much of that soundtrack is actually new um yeah did they remake it did they yeah i don't know i don't know um all right, what do we have next? Best direction? art direction. Ooh, another great category. 
Um, nominees are Deathloop, Cannon Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and The Artful Escape. Oh, this is a really tough one. <laughs> Bangers. I wish Guardians was here, but I honestly, I don't know what I would replace it with. <laughs> so, like, um, it's a stack yeah. category for sure. Um, and Death Store, actually. A lot of good looking games this year. Um, oof. I. Oof. I'd like to see Psychonauts win because it's so varied and so. Like, the art in that game is amazing. Yeah, and I think it's important that this is art direction and not graphics. Yeah. Like, not graphical fidelity. Because if you make it look realistic and make it look really pretty, that's not necessarily art direction. That's graphical direction. It also doesn't mean those games have bad art direction either. Oh, God, no. Not at all. But, like, um, I feel like when you're looking specifically at art direction and Psychonauts 2 has stuff like the level made out of teeth and a million and a half eyeballs, you're like, okay... I can definitely feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say that's a want and will win for me. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think Psychonauts 2 is so such a strong pick here. These are all strong in this category. Oh, yeah. Artful Escape, gorgeous. Ratchet and Clank's environments are fantastic. Um, I mean, Ratchet Kino and Clank was... is just straight up the best looking game this year, right? Just... Oh, yeah, wise. it's fantastic, <laughs> graphic and art direction-wise. Um, I mean, Kino is beautiful, and Deathloop's aesthetic really works. Like, I love its yeah. hard uses of oranges and its architecture and all that. It, that plays into the world. Like, that's really good. Yeah, definitely one of... This is definitely another category. I'm like, any of these can win, and I'll be, I'll be happy with it. Um, oh, yeah. What's up? Best Next. narrative. Best narrative. Uh... We have Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange Two Colors, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. Um, weirdly, a category I'm under... Like, normally, this category I feel like I'm on top of, because um, I usually play a lot of the story games. Like, I have not played Life is Strange or It Takes Two, so I feel a little... I don't know. I, f- I feel like I should have played this. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't think much of Deathloop's story. No, not at all. That's the one out here. I'm like, this shouldn't be here, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's it's the price you pay when you hinge your story on a on a um, on a on a big like hook mystery thing, and then the answer is not satisfying, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, well, and the way that it unravels is all up to the player, and that's a very hard thing to orchestrate. Yeah. Um. This is another I want Psychonauts to win, and I think it will win. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, I haven't even played it. And I haven't been spoiled really on fun it. Story though. Oh yeah, Don't, yeah, play that before you get spoiled for sure. Um, yeah, but I just everything about the world from what I've experienced in the first game, like the amount of just narrative potential there. If they capitalize on half of that, then it's gonna be good. Nice. Uh, real quick. It is one thirty. Are you good still? Yeah, I okay. don't have to be there till two fifteen. Oh, okay. Um. All right. The what's next? Best game direction. Best game direction. We have Deathloop. It takes two. Returnal. Psychonauts two. And Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And this is overall game direction. 
Um, every aspect of it, basically. Yeah, that's that's a weird thing. I'm gonna say I would like to see Ratchet and Clank win. I, I, you know, I think all of these games deserve it. Um, honestly, any game that kind of makes it out the door, it gets kind of hard to, you know, they're very hard to make. So it's always impressive no matter what. But like Ratchet and Clank, you know, we were hearing stories about how that game had no crunch, and I think that that's an important aspect of direction. Honestly, yeah, for sure. Um, so I would say that I want that to win just based on that. Um, I think this is the Returnal category, though. I think Returnal is one of those games that people really wanted to see up for Game of the Year. And so I think people will vote for that here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Psychonauts 2 also has a good chance here. Um... Totally. And honestly, it takes two. And Deathloop. Like, I feel like every game in this has a good chance. Um, because again, remember this is not just about story, so I, I think Deathloop does actually deserve to be in this one. Um, but yeah, sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, I think I think Ratchet and Clank is definitely what I want to win for this one. Um, just because also as a cohesive whole, like the way it bounces between the characters, I think is really well paced. I think. Oh yeah. Um, the new game plus stuff is really well paced, which is like something that had to be accounted for. So um, all of that, I think is just quality direction on the developers parts. Also the accessibility um, stuff, like you yeah, know, every aspect be, of it. Yeah. All that has to be taken into account when designing the game and directing who's going to make what. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think Returnal might be where this goes just because of like, everything all the other awards like it's got to be i feel like this is where it's going to win and it's not going to win other things you know yeah i agree all right we on the big one the big one the big one game of the year we have Deathloop, it takes two metroid dread psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank and resident evil village very good list of video games right there yeah, a list with Can't four really platformers. Yeah, the four platformers and three 3D platformers. A genre that, like, three years ago, most people thought was dead. So, that's <laughs> very cool to see. And here we are with three in the Game of the Year slot. And also very a new Metroid true. game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and a new Ratchet & Clank game. We haven't had one of those in so long, too. Like, it's, it's kind of wild. Um... Yeah, I love this category this year, I think. You know, the only one I personally have little issues with is Deathloop, because I had issues with that game. That's one where we were going to do an episode on it, and just, I think the moment passed. But, you know, I like that game, I just don't love it. Um, but that's me, I know lots of lots of people really love that game. Yeah, um, especially when compared to Arcane Studios' previous work, like Prey, I, which yeah, I think I is think probably one of think, my favorite honestly, games Prey of all time. Dishonored. Prey and Dishonored really hurt Deathloop for me. <laughs> yeah, because it set the bar so high. Like, Prey, I think, is one of my favorite first-person games and one of my favorite, like, RPGs ever. Like, it's not really an RPG, but, like, it has that sort of role-playing, just-do-what-you-want kind of open puzzle design that I really like in games like Breath of the Wild. Like, Prey is 
awesome. We already did a video uh, episode on this, so go yeah. go listen to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good category, you know. Um, yeah, I think the definitely the one I want to win is Metroid Dread, just because I loved the hell out of that game. Um, I mean, I played through it fully twice, like back to back, and hundred percented it and beat it on hard mode and all that. Like I. I love that game so much. It does a really smart job of guiding the player that still gives them some freedom without letting them get just too lost, which is something Metroid has struggled with sometimes. So, um, yeah, that one I really loved. I would not be upset seeing Psychonauts 2 or Ratchet and Clank win just because I respect the hell out of Psychonauts 2, even though I haven't played it yet. And Ratchet and Clank was a lot of fun. (laughs) It's like yeah. one of my five platinum trophies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oof. I. Psycho. I would like to see Psychonauts two win. Um, personally, I think that, that would be such a cool thing. Um, especially given like the first Psychonauts, you know, was kind of a flop back in the day, and like the fact that Psychonauts two even exists and is made and made it out the door is kind of wild. Yeah, and uh, then was as good as as it is, and also got super good reviews and some publicity like that's crazy yeah i mean you know i I, i've said this before i think that game has jumped to the to the top of my list of favorite platformers ever like i love that game so goddamn much um yeah you put it over mario odyssey which i still think is insane i need to replay mario odyssey too but yeah i i i adore psychonauts 2 so much um what i think will win is metroid dread um, also a deserving game um, see I really want it to but I don't think it will <laughs> I think it has that that this is a classic series most people played it it was also the big Nintendo game for this year I, I, I think it's it's got a really great shot at winning this yeah, it definitely does, but just looking at like Game Awards history, I definitely feel like it would go to something like Resident Evil or or even It Takes Two. Not It Takes Two even. I think it would be Deathloop or Resident Evil, but maybe that's just me not having much faith in the Game Awards. <laughs> um, it's one where like, if I am predicting it, I want to say that it's going to go to something like Psychonauts 2. Hmm. In fact, I'm going to say, I think it's going to go to Psychonauts 2. But if it ends up going to... um, I spelled that way wrong. That's what's throwing me. Never mind. Um, If it ends up going to Deathloop, I will not be surprised at all. Like, that's just how I think it works. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, honestly, this is... These are all good games, right? Um, I think I think it'd be cool to see it takes two win, just based on what that game is. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Um, and I mean, honestly, has Resident Evil ever won a game of the year? See, I don't know, but also, it Game of the Award has only been going for like twenty fourteen, and other places have it, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, 
I don't know. I this is what I wouldn't be too upset. Again, the only one I I think personally I would have swapped out for like Death Store or something would be Death Loop. Um, just swap the two Death games. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I so did we just do the opposite of each other? <laughs> Where um, I want to see Psychonauts but think Metroid will win, and you want to see Metroid but think Psychonauts will win? Is that what I we think just we did. did. Nice. So I if we're it. both, if one of us is right, the other will be happy. Nice, nice, nice. And we'll both be happy, actually, because both of those games are great. <laughs> All right. Um, how, okay. Meta conversation here. I'm not sure if I'll cut this out or not. How do you want to handle this? Do you want to save predictions for announcements and stuff later, or do you just want to run yes. through that now? Yeah, let's let's do that later, because I have to okay. think about it and look stuff up. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to, for the listener, this means nothing. Short break here. For us, I'm not sure when we'll record the next part of this. Soon, soonish, I'm sure. Uh, because somebody has a job. Oh, boo. How am I going to buy That does not games? take the Thanksgiving week off. <laughs> no, it's Black Friday when we're recording. I have to go work that. Welcome to part two of our Game Awards prediction episode. For you, it's only been like a second or two. For us, it's been like two days. <laughs> so, hi, I'm Dustin. I'm back and Connor's with me again, just like you just heard. Yes, we don't need to do those intros again, huh? Um, real quick note, in between those two days, Connor's computer decided to blow up. <laughs> How's that going <laughs> well, for it you? Well, it didn't fully blow up, but it won't power on, so... I'm currently recording this with a different microphone uh, and a different computer. I'm using my laptop right now. So if it sounds different, there's a couple reasons why. That's okay. You know, it, it's the Game Awards prediction episode. We, we can be a little loosey-goosey. And we are in this segment because this is where we're going to predict announcements. And I mean, honestly, the real reason why the Game Awards are fun to watch, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's just a... Um, e3 in december rather than christmas in july it's e3 in december totally uh so yeah i have to admit for this one i normally when we do these prediction episodes i try to be well up on like what the current rumors are and you know so i can make educated guesses uh this time around you know i i think because of work and video games that i've been playing and all that fun stuff i just haven't paid that much attention to stuff so this is really going to be a loose probably uneducated conversation <laughs> at least from my end on this one because um, believe it or not i do try to do some research before these typically <laughs> yeah i tried to do that as well i just didn't really find the time to keep plugged into this obviously i know some of the stuff that has a potential but i don't know we'll just go with it yeah uh, i will start with the only thing i know has been rumored and there's been conversation around and some reporting on uh, which is apparently Square Enix is doing a Chrono Cross remake. Uh, Chrono Cross, the PlayStation 1 video game. Um, that was, there was a, some artist, some musical artist talked about having one of her songs featured in a big PlayStation remake. Um, apparently Chrono Cross has a big Celtic song in it. The artist is Irish. 
so supposedly an Irish language song, so people think that that's what that is, um, which just seemed to line up. Yeah, uh, there was also the NVIDIA leak that uh, had a Chrono Cross remake in there, so. Right, yeah, It's kind of building call. off of that. Good call, good call. So I, I could see that happening here. It seems like that's those rumors have been mounting. Uh, the, part of that rumor, too, was like it's going to be announced in December, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, what do you what do you think of that? Chrono I've Chrono Cross apparently the sequel to Chrono Trigger, I think. If I've got that right. Yes. It's either a sequel or it takes place in the same whatever. I don't know. But um I think it's interesting. I think this is a game that hasn't seen a lot of re-releases that I'm aware of, like maybe just the PS3. Um whereas Chrono Trigger has gotten quite a few Obviously, some versions are better, DS version, PlayStation, whatever. But I think this would be this could be cool, even if it's just a simple like graphical enhancement, and then most of the gameplay is kept the same. I think that could be interesting. Um, the fact that it's been rumored as like a full remake seems seems like it could be more substantial than just that. Like, um, I don't think it's going to be fully like final fantasy seven remake levels but it'll uh it'll be cool to see what it turns out to be yeah i'm thinking like um what was that remake they put out a couple years ago the trials of mana do you remember that one yeah yeah, yeah. i'm thinking on that level kind of budgety but not necessarily bad um i'm thinking it'll probably be that i won't i wouldn't expect a triple a full-on retelling um like a resident evil 2 or whatever um, but since we're on Square Enix, they've got several high-profile video games coming out, supposedly next year, uh, with both Forspoken and Final Fantasy Sixteen. Think we see either of those show up here? I think there's a good chance that Final Fantasy Sixteen shows up, because we've had several PlayStation showcases and other showcases throughout the year that have not shown it, but have shown um forespoken so i think it's a good chance that we see something out of final fantasy 16 this time um because this just seems like a good place to show it yeah i i agree um i i'm very excited about both these games i'm actually more interested in forespoken weirdly um i just think because it looks a little newer um but and a little more soon. So I, I could see them going Forspoken over Final Fantasy 16 because that Forspoken feels like a game that's maybe, I don't know, just a... I don't think they've announced a release date, right? So I, I could see that game being like six months away, you know? Like relatively soon um, based on the way they've talked about it. But also, you're totally right. We haven't seen Final Fantasy 16 since that initial reveal trailer. So that that's a possibility as well. Um... um. I mean, there's also a chance that we just see both of them. Like, there's nothing yeah, really fair. stopping them from doing that. Totally. Totally. Uh, there's also a big Final Fantasy fourteen expansion releasing around this time that could show that. Um, I feel like that would be the uh, most disappointing thing because that's going to be out soon. Uh, is that so, Endwalker? I I don't play that game. I think so. That's a I, name I that sounds either, familiar. <laughs> I believe it's Endwalker is coming out soon. Uh, yeah, so I, I could see them showing that as well. Um, other than that, I don't 
because they have they have that Star Ocean game they announced. I feel like that's that's a little bit lower profile thing. Like I don't know if they'd want to. Sh- I don't know if they or if they even could show that here, right? I think I think Keeley might expect a little more. You know, gotta gotta please I mean, the Keeley in the gotta please the Keeley. The it, he did say that there's going to be between 40 and 50 trailers <laughs> so that was reported um, and i think he debunked that i think it was like well this is not accurate <laughs> if i believe if- um i believe it was something at least i think he did say that it's going to be a double digit number of new announcements mm. that's so, hard because what does that mean <laughs> what does that mean yeah it could yeah. be 10 it could be 99 those are all double digits um interesting so yeah if it is between 40 and 50 i think there's a good chance we see some of these games we've seen before like star ocean um honestly even if it's like 25 30 trailers total and maybe 10 of them are new um then yeah probably star ocean's probably not going to show up yeah well I i just think that game is so niche you know it's it's kind of hard to be like selling that especially when you have things like final fantasy 16 and stuff i, I just feel like if you're jeff Keeley building a show I, I feel like you'd be like nah um, well and we not just to discredit that star game ocean. it's not out yeah right so i don't yeah, know but if we it's just saw good. star ocean like a couple weeks ago so yeah true. or like a month ago so it's fairly new i don't know if we need if there's anything more to show honestly yeah um the only other thing square has I, like i don't feel like like idos montreal just put out that guardians of the galaxy game which is great um and i don't think they indicated that there's going to be any dlc or anything so i doubt we see anything from them um unfortunately crystal dynamics is still stuck in avengers hell uh, oh, that's a bummer yeah yeah i i have complicated feelings on square Enix. that might be a topic for another day but like i'm still bitter about them seemingly having killed the tomb raider series but whatever <laughs> all right let's Let's move on. Let's move on to one of my favorite uh, video game publishers right now. Let's talk about Capcom. You think Capcom's going to show anything here? Um, I mean, what would they have going? They could always do new stuff. I think we might see uh, Pragmata. Pragmata. I would love to see Pragmata. <laughs> I want to know what that game is. That game, that game got delayed to what 2023 is that what the delay was yep so i mean just to keep some energy up like they could show something you know if even if it's just like a cg story trailer to show something about it maybe hints at gameplay like that would be super cool to see it would be really nice to see that and know it's a real video game i have a little bit of like ptsd from uh, what's that game do you remember that game um deep down i think it was called that like fantasy action game they showed at the beginning of last generation that they just never made i do not remember that at all it looked very much like people thought it was going to be like a spiritual successor to dragon's dogma um and they showed it but they never showed gameplay for it and then they just quietly canceled it and I'm getting those vibes off of Pragmata, so I'd like confirmation that it's an actual real video game that is happening. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a little mistrusting of Capcom and that stuff. Um, the one thing I do think is very possible, they have a video game in Game of the Year, 
that's up for a Game of the Year award that is also getting DLC in Resident Evil 8. And they have not shown that DLC at all. They just said it's coming. Oh, yeah, that's that's a very strong chance that that's shown here. So, yeah, what a perfect what a perfect opportunity for that, right? Um, you know, they've got other things people would love to see. I know people still want a new Mega Man very badly. Um, I would like them to do a Mega Man Legacy Collection. I don't know if that's an announcement that's appropriate for here, but um, of the uh, the 3D PlayStation games. The yeah, Legends the games? Yeah, the Legends games. Because um, those are... I think those are those high-profile ones they haven't collected yet. Um, so that would be nice. Yeah, but other I think than the, that, only, the only ones they haven't done are Battle Network, Legends, and Star Force? I don't even know what Star Force th- is. Me neither. I think it's something like continuing after Battle Network or something. Or it's similar. Um... But I think those are the ones. Like, Battle Network has its fans. Um, Star Force, I think, was on the DS, but they that's not impossible since they did that with the ZX games recently. Hmm. Um, and then uh, Legends. Yeah, I think those three Legends games, at least just to re-release them, because, like, Legends of Tron Bond is one of the most expensive PS1 games out like there. almost $1,000 if you wanted to own yeah, a physical it's ridiculous. copy of it. So. Yeah, um, that would that would be nice. I don't think that's an announcement for this. Um, I could see. I know they released Mega Man Eleven. I think it was Eleven a couple years ago, and people are hoping that that just continues. Um, so maybe they're ready to release another one of those. I, that would make people very happy. Um, yeah, I think um, I think Mega Man Eleven was definitely a response to Mighty Number no. Nine. You know, <laughs> they're like, hey, let's do this actually good. Um, <laughs> So I think if they're going to continue Mega Man, obviously that's the 11th game in that series. Like, I think the classic Mega Man has probably seen quite a few games at this point. If they're going to do more, they might want to try and go back to Mega Man X. Like, because that series has had kind of a rough patch in its later years. So bringing back a Mega Man X, what were they on? 9? 10? Um and like really cementing it as like a quality solid 2d entry um you know recapturing the magic of the original three uh Mm. i feel like that could be pretty hype but i don't know i mean i don't know what their plans are yeah it's weird i I would also just just uh not i think this is going to happen but a a hope i would like to see a a dmc6 just putting that out there it's probably the most i want to see from them I was going to say that, but I don't know how how soon that is. Yeah. I mean, DMC5 came out in 2019, so I'm not, you know. Oh, yeah, that's... It's fine. <laughs> just but, hoping. I mean, they could, do, they could do a, like, even just a teaser logo trailer, like... I mean, look, they seem to be able to squeeze out a Resident Evil game every year. Too much to ask? <laughs> Capcom? <laughs> give, us uh, a, give us a Devil May Cry game. Yeah. Um... Or, I mean, remake Animusha, keep remaking Animusha games. <laughs> yeah, what, what's up with that? God, Capcom is so frustrating sometimes. I was excited yeah, to give they... that series a shot when they put out that first one. I was like, well, they're definitely going to remake the other ones to collect them, so I'll wait. I'm still waiting. <laughs> well, and they remade the 
base version of Animusha 1 and not the Xbox version, which had like an entirely different difficulty and an, and like a third spell tree. Like, why did they do that? I don't know. And everybody wants a new Dino Crisis too. Like, there's a bunch of things that could happen that are potentially very exciting. I know part of that like massive Capcom leak was uh, Dragon's Dogma 2, which would be a really cool thing for them to do. Um, who knows Wasn't if that's there already a Dragon's Dogma 2? No, there was just one. Um, they had like a re-release with a bunch more content on PS4, but there's is that what Dark Horizon is? Yes. Okay, I got, um, that. I got that way confused. <laughs> and you know, we do know pretty confidently that there is a Resident Evil 4 remake in the works, though I would wager, but they'd probably want to get through the DLC for eight before they talked about that. Um, Man, I really. I kind of wanted that rumor to be fake or just be like, yeah, we're remaking Resident Evil 4. It's called Resident Evil 4 VR. And they I call don't. It that. I've talked about this before. I love Resident Evil 4. It's one of my all-time favorites. I think people are insane when they think that game holds up very well. <laughs> That's just me, a person who's played it several times and really likes it, saying this. I think to get new people interested in it, modernizing it's not necessarily a bad idea. But that's just me. Um, I know I'm kind of a load on that. Um, I don't know. And people said that about RE2 as well, if you remember. Well, but RE2 is old in tank controls. Like, I think that's fine. But this one... RE4's controls like are pretty rough, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's so fix it. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, if it is, then cool. If it's not, whatever. Like... It could happen. I love that game, but it it, it could be it could be modernized. Um, okay, um, who do we want to talk about next? Um, I could see, I could see very emphasis on the could here. Potentially, maybe a Jedi Fallen Order two. Oh yeah, I'm thinking about that respawn. recently. Yeah. Um, you know, we know Respawn's got a, several projects and the, uh, they're working on currently um, that hasn't been officially announced or anything, but I think we're all, you know, that's just one of those, like, it's pretty safe to assume that that's being worked on and is happening. Um, so yeah, I would, I would like to see that. And I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Cause when did Fallen Order come out? 2018? uh was 2018 17 maybe it was 19 definitely not 17 it might have been 19 i still think it's possible they could announce it though um yeah i that that would be a pretty big deal um ea has been at these in the past um i think we've even poked fun of them for how much they've showed like dragon age and shit like that without actually showing dragon age (laughs) um yeah i do feel like I think I said this on the last one of these two, uh, whatever thing we were predicting. If they're going to bring out Dragon Age again, they actually have to bring it out with gameplay, uh, which I think is possible. That game's been in development forever at this point. I do feel like we're at the point where it's like, yeah, you you probably are getting there. Um, that would be cool. I know everybody's really excited about that, um, and as, especially as a person who really got into Mass Effect this year, I'm totally interested in whatever they've got next. Um, so that that could be interesting. Yeah, speaking of Mass Effect, didn't they say they're continuing that series somehow? Yes, um, they are making a new Mass Effect. I wouldn't expect that for a very long time, though. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying that, that is in the works as well, so they have quite a few lined up. 
Yeah, they got to get out Dragon Age first. Um, oh, for sure. <laughs> like it's that's kind of wild, actually. Um, Otherwise, Dragon Age fans will start just rioting in the streets. <laughs> yeah, uh, the thing that's actually exciting about EA and these things is you know they do that indie game publishing label thing they do, um, and one of those games is up for a game of the year with it takes two. So I could see them being like, hey, we got another one from another indie team. Uh, you know, that's just a complete surprise and we don't know anything about, which is fun. Always always exciting to see that. So yeah, because the last one they one did was... Last one they did was Lost and Random, and I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's still one I need to play. And, you know, and yeah, of course, It Takes Two is also just up for that award, right? So, like, you could totally see them being like, hey, you like that game? We're publishing this game from this other indie team. Like, check it out. Um, other than that, like I, uh, as much as I want it, I don't think we're gonna see like a Skate Four. <laughs> That's still, I think, a ways off, unfortunately. Yeah, at least we've heard that it's being worked on, but yeah, it's still a ways off. I, I don't think we'll see the Dead Space remake either. Um, no, that's way too soon. Yeah, um, as much as I would like that as well. You know, I could see them. I could see them doing something with, uh, what's it called? I'm, I'm totally blanking. Um, I've lost the thought. Oh, Need for Speed. Because I feel like those come out fairly regularly, and we haven't gotten one. I don't think we got one last year, right? So I could see them doing a new one of those. Especially right now with how hot Forza is. And, like, how I feel like everybody's kind of getting into arcade racers at the moment. Like, I've been playing Cruise and Blast. That Hot Wheels game is really cool. You know, I could see, like, a new a new uh, Need for Speed doing very well. And they seem to make them regularly anyway, so that would make sense. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see it. Um, you think this will be next-gen exclusive? Mm. Current-gen, rather? Oh, that's a great question. Because that's it. what we saw with like Forza Horizon Five, where it was, was that Xbox Series exclusive? I don't think so. Or it just took really good advantage of the hardware. Yeah, so. no, I think Microsoft is committed to like putting everything on Xbox One for like the first year or so. Um, that's admirable. <laughs> it is. It's uh, you you can certainly play Halo Infinite on on your original Xbox One if you've got one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the only one that's been like strictly exclusive was Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, which I think is a little more well. Well, and I think they actually you can play that through cloud streaming. I think with their solution, which again is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I think the only like exclusives they've had are third party stuff. Like I don't think the medium came there. Um, no, I'm pretty the, sure that was on one Xbox One as of. well. Oh, was it? <laughs> I think it ran like garbage, but I think it was there. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's kind of wild. <laughs> I right. think it ran garbage on Series X anyway, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of Microsoft, I think they've got a lot of potential here. Um, they've got a lot of pretty high-profile games coming up next year. And also, remember they revealed what the Series X looked like at these shows last time around? Um, I think we could see we could see lots of stuff from them here. Um, games they've got coming oh, up, yeah. Hellblade whatever that one's uh, called. Uh, what's the new arcane one? The vampire left for dead looking one. 
I forgot. It's supposed to be coming out next summer, though, so soon-ish. Um, and then, of course, the big one, Starfield. And I think those are all... There's a non-zero chance we see we could see any of those. I think they're they're all relatively likely, which is pretty exciting, um, as well as anything I've forgotten there. We we did recently talk about too an Obsidian game and a um, a game from oh, the vaguely yeah from the other developer they they bought. Was that the like gothic um, western? The developer who made Contrast, right? They're making like some sort of action game that takes place in like the American South. Remember that one? That sounded really cool. Yeah. So maybe those two? Yeah. Yeah, that thing. That, the description sounded dope. Um, so I can see something, you know, something from Microsoft. I think it all, you know, there's a good chance. I think Starfield would make headlines and would be pretty exciting if they actually showed some gameplay. But speaking of that, we could see uh, Obsidian's Avowed. Is that the name of that game? The one that looked very Elder Scrolls-esque. Um, they announced a while ago. Obsidian's got a lot of stuff they're working on, because they're also doing the Outer Worlds too. So, and I'm not sure what the order of all that stuff is, in terms of like what's been worked on the most and what's happening soonest. But I could see something from them uh, as well. Um, yeah, Microsoft is very exciting right now. Okay, so sorry we had to cut there for a second. Uh, again, more more uh, equipment issues <laughs> for us. We were talking about Microsoft. I, th- I think we got most of that. Um, we were talking about machine games and the p- potential p- possibility of seeing Wolfenstein 3, which would be really exciting. Um, from my understanding, they have two development teams going at once so like that's how we got wolfenstein 2 and then like a couple years later we got new blood was the name of that game i think kind of a smaller experience young blood um so if the wolfens if the main team who was doing wolfenstein 2 is now working on 3 it you know in 2022 that'll have been five years so hopefully that would line up and potentially be ready to be at least announced i assume the young blood team is making um, Indiana Jones, but who knows? They could have also merged those teams, and maybe we'll be waiting forever for a conclusion to that story. Uh, but you know, just well, yeah, it's on. weird because Wolfenstein Youngblood does it takes place after, like, way after Wolfenstein Two, oh and then it hints it hints at stuff that happened in between that was pretty major. So it's like, um, are we gonna get a game actually seeing that? So. I think it's very possible. I think it's like almost guaranteed that a Wolfenstein three has to happen. Um, I just don't know if we'll see it here. Maybe it's just announced here and then it doesn't come out for a little bit. Um, Maybe we'll see quite a bit of it. Like it could go either way. One of the most frustrating announcements of all time. (laughs) Young blood for me. Um, Yeah. That it takes place way after. Why would they do that? It's so frustrating. (laughs) Because they wanted it to be co-op, and they're like, "Hey, we have these twins, but just, oh wait, they're not gonna—they're being—they're not even born yet by the time of two. It so just they have to sucks. skip ahead to like 15, it sucks 20 years. so bad they did that. It's one of the most like that series is so good, but that that game existing is so frustrating. Whatever. Um, uh, other Microsoft things. Is there anything else you think might be a potential here? 
Man, I feel like they just have so many studios at this point that I'm like, they have to do something. Yeah, I mean, now's um, the time for that stuff to, you know, start hitting, right? Which is really exciting. Yeah, I feel like they could continue to publish just a bunch of weird indie stuff. Yeah. I don't 100%. know how much of that we'd see here, but, like, I'd be 100% down for it. Absolutely. Um, you know, they were showing off Stalker 2, and that looked really pretty. Maybe that shows up again. Um, that got delayed. Slime Rancher to 2. Next year. Slime Rancher 2, yeah. Um, stuff like that I could see happening around here. Um, yeah, Microsoft is... It, it's it's very, Their future in terms of what games are coming up is, is incredibly exciting. Like More so than I think anybody else right now. Um, you know, we could hear about just like the new stuff coming up for Halo. In, in updates too um yeah it's it's an interesting they're in an interesting position um i feel like they also just could announce a bunch of stuff that comes to game pass like that's a very real thing that they can do game pass drop um oh man what if it was like well it i mean honestly a lot of those game of the earth nominated things are on game pass already i guess resident evil 8 isn't so maybe they announced that um because you can play It Takes Two, Psychonauts 2 on Game Pass. Yeah. Huh. I guess Ratchet and Clank would be impossible, obviously, but yeah. Put Metroid Dread on Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, I wish. I wish these companies played dice with each other like that, but whatever. Um, speaking of Metroid Dread and Nintendo, I think we see any Nintendo stuff. I think there's a real chance we see Breath of the Wild 2. I honestly think that. Yeah, I do too. Because um, last we saw it was, what, E3? Yep. And it wasn't really much. <laughs> and then it's still set to come out next year. Which, granted, that could be like holiday next year. <laughs> um, but I think we see something. I think we see a little bit more detail about it. Um, a little bit more of an in-depth look. Yeah, and didn't they... They showed a bunch... Like, over the years, I feel like Game of the Awards got the official announcement for Breath of the Wild 1, and I think the first time they showed gameplay, right? That weird video with Reggie and... I think it was Reggie, right? And Keithy, like, looking at off-screen footage of him riding a horse. Um, I believe that was Reggie and... Or no, that was Miyamoto. Was that Miyamoto? It was weird. It was a weird way to show off gameplay for that game. Um... But, you know, they like the Game Awards. Uh, they've had Smash reveals there in the past and stuff like that. So that totally checks out. I would love to see that. I hope you're right. <laughs> um, is the first year where we aren't going to have a Smash reveal for the first three years. Yeah, totally. So having a big Nintendo, like, that's definitely a big Nintendo thing to show. Um, personally, I would be more hyped if we got another trailer for Kirby at a release date. <laughs> But I'm weird. Yeah, I'm so that one's also for set for next year. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, the other one that is set for next year, but I don't believe we'll see, is Splatoon Three. I feel like we got a pretty good look at um, the single player stuff, and then some of the some more multiplayer stuff um, at E3. So I think we're probably good on that one for a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Um, just because I think. I don't know. They might want to just wait on that one. True. Um, this is a weird one. 
But remember last summer-ish before the fall when we got a bunch of rumors about a potential new Donkey Kong game from the Mario Odyssey team? Uh, those rumors yeah, seemed pretty credible. So I wonder, just a thought, I wonder if that shows up here, if that's real. Yeah, that could be interesting. Um, and I think that could be good. Like, I think that, obviously, Donkey Kong games haven't been, they've sold pretty well, but they haven't been, like, high-profile things. I feel like just having it, even, like, just saying that it's by the same people that did Mario Odyssey would give it a huge boost. It would. Um, and if people don't remember, this is the one that was rumored to be a 3D platformer, and then, like, a bunch of people were like, no, it's 2D. <laughs> um, if you've forgotten about that. So, yeah, I, I mean, people really love Tropical Freeze, and obviously that was a retro studios game, not a, not a Nintendo EAD game. So it's from a different developer, but people would still be excited about it. Um, speaking of Metroid Dread, though, which is up for a Game of the Year award, uh, do we see anything Metroid Prime-related here? Oh, Metroid Prime-related? You left that way open. Yes, well, because obviously we know about Metroid Prime 4, but then uh, a few months ago there was rumors around a potential Metroid Prime remake thing happening. Which I still don't think is real. <laughs> like, I'm very <laughs> skeptical about that. I, I mean, to be fair, I believe be a... that more than the trilogy. <laughs> really? I think trilogy is very possible. So, when they say remake, I think this is not like a Resident Evil 2 remake. This is a upscaled 60 frames a second. Maybe they touch up the controls remake. Like, not a remake remake. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if they do that, then they might as well do two because it's the exact same engine and the same controls. It's just, they would just do the world. This basically. is Nintendo you were talking about. Remember know, when we I'm all aware. thought, oh man, I can't wait for the triple pack of Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword. That'll be a package that'll be worth $60, right? Oh, just yeah, Skyward no, Sword least... for $60, right? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all of them separately and also wind waker and sky and twilight princess aren't on switch yet yeah that's why i say i find it, the metroid one on its own remake more realistic is because i i, I don't know <laughs> that just feels like something nintendo would do um i mean i hope yeah, you're right i, I would like rather have the trilogy fair, but <laughs> yeah they already have this like package structure kind of built but like you just kind of have to fix the controls which i might add people have already done <laughs> like prime hack exists yeah i mean uh, people have already made n64 controllers with emulators for decades <laughs> with uh, uh control remapping options for decades and nintendo messed yeah. that one up so <laughs> you're right oh man it'd be hella funny if they came out and they're like N64 online? We did it, y'all. Control mapping. <laughs> it's their big announcement. Fix the emulator. Oh, Everything's man. Good. That would be so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Yeah, I think it's possible we do see something Metroid Prime related, though. I think that remake or collection is more likely than 4. 
even though man four's been in development for a while <laughs> i'd love to see it yeah even considering it being restarted like that's still it's been, been a seven while years since then yeah yeah it was what announced in 2017 and then restarted in 2018 if that sounds right um, so it's been three years since it restarted yeah man that would be that would be cool and would ride that like metroid hype everybody's got right now um yep it's be smart um, the other one that took a while was uh bayonetta 3 i think we see more of that i think that's there's a good chance of that um you know i think nintendo does realize that this is there's a more adult audience watching the show so i think a bayonetta 3 would fit very nicely here um and since we know that it's 2022 for sure this time we've actually seen it i think you know the likelihood of us getting it shown at things like this has gone up 100 percent and well was the original trailer at a game awards i believe so i think or was it at that switch reveal thing hmm i'm not sure actually no that wasn't it wasn't that it was because it was in 2018 i believe it was at an e3 okay yeah um yeah, I think it's totally possible that we see that soonish, um, rather than later, which would be which would be very cool. Um, are we missing any Nintendo things, Nintendo e things? Um, Mario, any Mario? Uh, um, <laughs> I feel like they just put Mario out whenever. Yeah, I don't probably not right like i can't think of anything like obviously i would like a odyssey 2 more than anything but given the rumors of this donkey kong thing i i don't think that's gonna happen um they seem to i don't know if we're gonna get another 2d mario anytime soon Um, i mean if they do do uh and i i'm not against seeing another 2d mario as long as it's not a new Super Mario Brothers game. It has to be completely <laughs> different. Said it before, steal Ubisoft's Rayman look. Like that would be Honestly, so cool. Honestly, like I think it'd be so good. Yeah. Like just do something different with it. Because New Super Mario Brothers was cool on the DS and then the Wii one was cool and then they drove it into the ground. Yeah, I mean still good games, but like I think people just don't like that visual aesthetic, right? That has become generic Mario. And I don't think we yeah, want to see generic like, Mario. If we just see it again, then it's like, okay, this is just very visually boring. Yep, totally. Oh, you know what? I do think there's something Mario we could see there. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. That tone of voice is scary. I think... Oh, man, this is going to happen. We're going to see a trailer for the Mario movie. Oh, no. We're going to see it. I think we're going to see it. <laughs> Oh, I no. think they're going to trot Chris Pratt up on stage. It's going to be the big reveal of the voice, which, spoilers, <laughs> is just going to be his voice. It's just going to be Chris Pratt. Yep. No accent. He's just going to sound like Star-Lord or whatever. <laughs> oh, man, that's so likely it hurts. I just hope whatever live audience reacts accordingly. <laughs> Oh, man, that's actually a good prediction. Oh, man. That's going to be such a bummer. <laughs> that, I could honestly see that being the big thing we get from Nintendo 2 over all this stuff. 
Oh man. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um something a little more positive hopefully. I think we could see a uh, Elden Ring trailer. I think that's pretty likely. Um Oh, yep. Um I think that's almost guaranteed at this point. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um Uh I don't know what that could be. Like people have gotten to play that game yet, but whatever, you know, that's out in February. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, and they just had some like bigger gameplay reveal thing. So maybe a bigger story reveal thing. It's probably likely. Yeah. Thing with a bunch of cool creatures in it. You know, I could see. Um, yeah. I was gonna say it's a from soft game. So the story isn't in your face at all, <laughs> but I mean, they got, they got, R.R. Martin, Railroad Martin on this one, so. so yep, Railroad Martin. Uh, M. Gurr, as I like to call him. Uh, <laughs> Gurr Martin. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that, that would be that would be cool. Uh, Get a Liza P trailer, Jeff Keighley. Yes, oh my Wanna goodness. see that game. Uh, yeah, um, very, very cool stuff. Um, other loose things. I could see a new Saints Row trailer um, here. I could see... Didn't they just delay that again? They delayed it to August. Okay. That's not too bad. Yeah, they didn't delay it like out of the year or anything. So I, I could see that. Um, oh, man. Um, I'm struggling before we get to Sony because that feels like the last big one. Um, is there anything else we're missing here other than that? Um you think konami gives a shit Ooh, that's a great question i konami's clearly got something because they had an e3 show that they canceled the last minute remember Uh, i don't remember they had an e3 show this year and they canceled it like at the last minute so they clearly have something to show there's (laughs) been silent hill rumors aglore like all over the place so uh sure we have a, Actually. Um, a fourth patch of slot machine. <laughs> Supposedly. <laughs> a, I'm trying to come up with a fourth Konami franchise. Can you hear me struggling? Uh, oh, what's the, the N64 game I really want to play? Um, Go, uh, Goemon? Goemon. Who's Goemon? <laughs> patch of slot machine. <laughs> uh, ouch. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like. There's, what, two rumored Silent Hill games. Supposedly, there's an MGS3 full-on remake happening somewhere. Um, I don't know. It's I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility. Uh, they've been re-releasing Castlevania games like nobody's business, so maybe they've got a revival of that happening. I don't know. It's not I really hope so. Possible. I honestly really want them to make a really good 2D Castlevania again. Because, like, Bloodstained did super good, so... Yeah, Metroid Dread is super good. Yeah, we the other half him. of the genre name. <laughs> it's true. I mean, we could see him potentially working on a new 2D Castlevania game. Um, or, you know, the Silent Hill rumors are crazy. I honestly am scared to what for what they do with a new Metal Gear game. <laughs> yeah. Just because I... Metal Gear Survive tanked so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's... It's possible. Um, at the very least, I could see collections, but I, you know, I, I could see actual, real, new video game releases from that corporation. 
is what I'll call yeah. them. None of them that I really want to support because Konami, as far as I know, still sucks. From everything we've heard, it seems like these are all outside developers commissioned yeah. work, which feels a little better. <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, they still get residuals, but like, yeah. Um, I think the main collection, uh, other than, you know, Silent Hill, which they bombed really hard the first time. Um, the other main collection I want to see is the DS Castlevania games. They just did the advanced ones, so give us the DS ones. It's not impossible. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that that's in the works, right? That just seems like the next logical step for them. Um, I would like to see a Goemon collection. <laughs> that's probably the <laughs> most unlikely way? thing. But I want to I mean, play if... that N64 3D platformer, goddammit. It looks great. I really want them to just put those on NSO. Like, put Goemon yeah. on N64 online, put um, fucking Rocket Knight Adventures on Genesis online, and then Sparkster on SNES online. <laughs> like, give us that. Are there any Konami-published games on there right now? Pennsylvania Bloodlines is on the Genesis collection. Oh, okay, cool. cool you went man. real tinny for a second there. Yeah, no, my recording crashed. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still recording through OBS, so... And you can still hear me? I can hear you through um, Discord, and I'm recording you through OBS, so... I've still got okay, this. I'm just going to start a third track on this. <laughs> okay, we're going to keep rolling, though, because I'll, I'll have you through OBS. Cool. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, Konami's interesting. Um... Uh, if Jeff Keighley's not a coward, I would like to see an official release date reveal for the Glover remake. Just putting it Gotta out there. Gotta love the glove. Love the glove. He gets. He would get to say it on stage. Who would pass Gotta that love up? The glove. Who would pass that up? Uh, Apparently not the WWE <laughs> in 1994. Oh, uh, bad. Or 90-whatever the fuck. Um... No, I don't think Glover is older than me. <laughs> no, it was. It had to be after Mario, so it'd be ninety-seven. I that feels like one of those like two thousand. You know, I don't know if that's actually Late, true. Whatever. This is not a Glover podcast yet. Did you see? Supposedly, though, they're doing that remake, and then they're also resurrecting Glover two, <laughs> which was in development. Fuck yeah! I think that rules. Give me that. Anyway, give me that Glover. Give me Glover, Jeff Keighley. You have the power to make that happen. You realize that. Like, if Jeff Keighley went to those developers and said, I want to feature you, they'd do it. Like, without question. He went uh, to those developers and said, give me Glover. They would hand him a glove and say, okay. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Um, I, I can't. I think we've exhausted almost everything that we know about or think is possible here. Aside from the Sony stuff. Maybe we'll think of something else. But, um, you know, they've got Horizon coming up very soon. I can see that. Feels like a, you know, feels like a distinct possibility here. Um, yeah, it's almost a given. As well as past Game of the Year winner, God of War, getting a sequel, right? Um, you know, that needs a release date. So I could see that. That would be very hype. Um, especially because we kind of get that, like, the these big companies at least kind of get that like dick measuring thing because they can all show stuff here <laughs> so yep you know we know microsoft potentially has a lot that they could show so it'd be cool to see sony like 
Okay, God of War, Ragnarok, here's your release date. Um, does Gran Turismo have a release date? I think it Nintendo does. Nintendo sheepishly walks on stage and says, hey, we have a movie. <laughs> we have this movie nobody's excited about. Uh, I could see... Yeah, I don't, if Gran Turismo 7, I honestly don't know. If that doesn't have a release date, I could see that getting one here. Um, it's also a very big game we just don't pay attention to. <laughs> uh, but that's totally likely. Um, as well as like maybe a surprise from them. I don't want to believe it, but forever we've been hearing about potentially a Sly Cooper 4. <laughs> I don't believe it, but whatever. You mean a Sly Cooper 5? Sly Cooper 5, yes, that's the one I mean. <laughs> I think in terms of PS3 or PS2 trilogies over here, okay? Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, Sly 5 or Reboot or whatever that is. Um, based on that like trailer, that weird live-action trailer they did before that big state of play. Because uh, it had a Sly Cooper Easter egg in it. And it didn't really have Easter eggs from other like currently dead franchises. So people think that that means something's happening over there. And they're not against doing that. They did that with Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, well, that was that wasn't them really. Well, I guess they did fund that, huh? So I guess that was them. Um, well, but it was in the um, PlayStation trailer that then they had the Crash Four mask in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I could see that happening. That's a very good point, huh? Huh. Good thought. Yeah, man. Sly, Sly Five would be. It'd be a pretty big announcement for me. That might even beat Kirby. Oh, wow. <laughs> that poor Kirby. Um, uh, what a, other Sony ones? Uh, Insomniac, do you think we see anything out of them? I know no. we kind of just did. Not unless unless they've got some DLC for Ratchet & Clank. Yeah, that's probably Which is it. possible. I don't think we see Spider-Man 2 or Wolverine, though. Um, no, I think that's... Those just got shown at E3. They're both pretty early. Yeah. But DLC for Ratchet, I, that could be possible. Um, especially, again, because it's up for an award. be a good place to hype it up a little bit. Um, yep. I think... Um, but this is also Insomniac we're talking about. They could just drop whatever the fuck. And we'd be like, how many teams do they have? Yep. Totally. Like, hey, we're doing another Ratchet and Clank game. It's like, wait, who? <laughs> who over there is doing that? Yeah, it's possible they, they kind of crank them out over there. So, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, you know, well, I don't... don't sleep, so... <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I could see... Oh, well, I couldn't see, actually. I don't think we get anything new from Sucker Punch. Um, just because they just did that Ghost of Tsushima expansion. I don't think they're ready. Um, you know, I, I definitely don't... Well, actually, I say that. Supposedly we're getting that Last of Us multiplayer thing. Supposedly. <laughs> so maybe that, I guess. Um, Factions, Last of Us Factions, I think it's called. Um, okay, I know nothing about this. They announced it. They announced it when they canceled the multiplayer for part two. Um, and I think they've had like jobs hiring for it. Um, it's just its own standalone Last of Us 2 multiplayer. Which... I mean, I would be excited for that because that game has some amazing gameplay and I think it would translate very well. Uh, much like the first game's multiplayer did to a sort of arena-based thing. Um, 
But other than that, like, I don't think you're going to get a new Naughty Dog game here. That's not that. Um, and I don't... I could see them doing another thing with Sumo Digital. Because they did that um, Sackboy game, which is great. So I could see potentially maybe a new announcement working with them on something. Um, we, You know, to remember, Sony's doing a lot of publishing of third-party games right now as exclusives, so something like that, like a new IP from them would be cool if that's what they want to do. Um, you know, they've got that cool-looking Korean action game that we saw in the la in that last big state of play at the very least. The one that looked oh, like yeah. Devil May Cry and Nier. Um, yeah, that one looks cool. That would be fun to see. So yeah, lots of stuff, potential stuff in the works there. Um, you think we see anything from Kojima? Oof. We know he's working on something new. Uh, I could see him showing up there. I don't think we see a new project. Okay. I could All see right. just uh, fucking Kojima, uh, just Keely going, and hey, it's Kojima <laughs> for something. He's he's here. He's, he's here. Um. <laughs> they bring him out to announce the new Silent Hill and he has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do you think they could they could put him and Konami announcements in the same building? <laughs> that go oh, over well? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, okay. Here's one. Uh an indie, but a high profile indie. What about uh that new Hollow Knight game that's been in the works forever? Oh, Silk Song? Yeah. That'd be a big one. Yeah, wasn't that Nintendo? I think Nintendo or... announced it, but I don't think it's an exclusive. Yeah, I think you're right there. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that game's so nebulous at this point. It could go either way. It's it's one of those weird ones where they announced it and people thought like, oh, this is like a quick sequel to the last one. It's gonna be out soon, and it's been several years. Well, I think that's what the developers thought too, but then it yeah. just turned out to be much bigger than they wanted it, than they initially thought. Yeah, so, I mean, that that would be... Honestly, I feel like Silk Song would eclipse most other announcements from other things. Um, like, that, that, the community of people who want that game is absolutely massive and rabid. <laughs> so, you know, could happen. Yeah, and we already know there's a Metroidvania, um, some buzz there already. Yeah, I could see it. Anything else we're forgetting before we, before we sign off here? Does Joseph oh, sure Ferris get to get on stage and swear? Oh, please. Please let him. Yes. It has to be a tradition at this point. Yes, regardless if he wins any awards for It Takes Two or not, just let him up there. Let my guy up there. Um, Just give him an award and let him say fuck on stage. Yeah. Yeah. The most memorable moment from this show. <laughs> Period. Full stop. It was a couple of years ago at this point. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, I think that's that about does it for us. Um, we will be doing a reaction episode to the show. I don't know if it will happen night of the show. But, you know, look for that the days afterwards. Um, you know, we're trying to figure out uh, for our next main episode what that should be. We had a plan, and 
then I think we realized that plan wasn't going to work just because of the state of the game we were looking at. Um, not that there's anything wrong with the game. I, we just thought it was a full new release. It was an early access game, which felt a little weird to do a full review on. So we're figuring that out. And also it might be a little delayed if depending on uh, Connor's computer situation over there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll figure it out. Um, so, you thing. know, pay attention to the Twitter. We'll, we'll keep you updated and, you know, at, at the very least, you'll get our reactions and reports, and we'll we'll, we'll fill those gaps and, and make sure we do that. You know, we, we also got to do our end of year game of the year stuff for us. The only words that matter. Um, too, I'm so. very excited about like those. That episode's always a lot of fun to record. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, stay tuned to the feed. Um, follow us at Save Station Pod on Twitter, where you can get those updates. Connor, where can the people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Connor for SSR. Um, haven't been posting a lot just because of busy, but uh, I'm on there. Uh, where can they find you? You can find me at Dustin H. Dragon on Twitter. Um, yeah, and thanks for listening. And always remember to please be good to each other. Yeah, and take care. Bye. <laughs>